Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. This week on the podcast, we are talking about Twilight. We're gonna be we're gonna be some Twihards. I think that's their fan, their standum name, right? They're the Twihards. If I'm saying that correctly, some of these fan names don't make sense. You know, like Selenators for Selena Gomez and Twihards for Twilight. But at any rate, we're digging into everything that happened for this movie. And I'm only doing the first movie. I know that there are, I think, like four other more movies in this series. And the Volturi come into it. And it's just like all of these. It's funny because everyone who was in those later movies is like the evil vampires turned out to be people who are kind of popular now. I know that one of the evil vampires is that guy who played one, a.k.a. Vecna in Stranger Things. So, you know. It's funny how Hollywood works. But this week we are doing everything Twilight. I'm gonna give you a little bit of my notes of the you know movie because I recently watched it and oh my god, it's like a cringe topia. It just made me question everything I had previously known about Twilight. It made a lot of Robert Pattinson's quotes about the movie make a lot of sense. And then of course we're gonna be going into all of the items about every single person on this show sorry, scratch that, movie, and we will be covering Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, all of their lovely blind items together. Take a guess right now. Were they PR or were they real? Taylor Lautner, Ashley Green, Nikki Reed, Kellen Lutz, Elizabeth Reeser, and Peter Facinelli. So get ready, buckle up. The tea is hot, but their skin, their skin is ice cold and so, so very pale. Oh my God. I swear to God, what Everything that happens in this movie is so cringe. So uh, get ready, buckle up, grab some garlic, I guess, and let's get on into this. All right, the very first thing I'm going to do is take you through a 101 of the show. Then I'll give you a little bit of my opinion since I watched it literally just the other day to do this episode. And then we will get into everyone starting with Kristen Stewart. So obviously Twilight was based off of a book and it's funny because a lot of people know that there is this, you know, relation between the Twilight series and Fifty Shades of Grey. I just knew that one was based off of the other. And when I recently watched Twilight, I was like, this movie is so fucking cringe and stupid. It must be fan fiction that was written after Fifty Shades of Grey. I guess it goes to show you the caliber of like both of these pieces of critically acclaimed material because no, um, Fifty Shades of Grey was a fan fiction spinoff from Twilight. So I don't know, you know how it's kind of like the enemy of your enemy is your friend? I guess if it's like if cringe, it's cringe based off of cringe, which kind of makes it hot, right? Maybe. And I think it's interesting. I once saw a commentary online where somebody was saying, Fifty Shades of Grey, it, is that really women's desire of what they want in a man? Some, you know, crazy ass stalker. And a lot of people, or I guess, you know, the group of people I was hanging out with that day, we were saying that Fifty Shades of Grey, the only reason it's so erotic is because it's just a film about luxury. So, you know, if you took whatever his name, the main guy from that movie, and if he wasn't hot and rich and living a life of complete luxury and able to care for you and protect you and pick you up when you're in trouble in this like gorgeous, I don't know, Porsche that drives like 5,000 miles an hour, would it even be hot? And I think a lot of the same stuff is true about Twilight. And I think, you know, Robert Pattinson has given quotes about Twilight before and how he's so embarrassed by the franchise and how it makes him cringe. Because if you think about it, 
when you really strip away the basics, Twilight is a movie about all of these vampire, this vampire family and vampires, you know, at the age they turn, they stay that way forever. So there's like a 17-year-old Edward Cullen in here who's been alive for hundreds of years and just keeps going to high school, which by the way, I would, I would end my own life. And I think it's hard for a vampire to like actually die, but I would really try to make it happen. If I, if every four years I had to do high school, oh my God, it's just absolutely insane. So yes, this franchise was based off of a book and it was released November 21st, 2008. The, it just did crazy well. Check this out. It made over $407 million in the U.S. worldwide. And when it was released on DVD in March of the next year, it was the most purchased DVD of the year, which I'm like nostalgic that DVDs don't even exist anymore. It also, oh, don't you miss when everybody used to go to midnight showings? We talked about that a little bit in the Harry Potter episode, but in the midnight showings alone, it made over $7 million in ticket sales. And on its opening day, $35 million on opening day, which is just like insane. I guess, I guess that's kind of the benefit of making content off of books. You already know that there's like an audience. Now, some interesting facts about the casting that you might not know. Apparently, the casting team had a lot of trouble finding an actor who was, quote, otherworldly enough to play the vampire Edward Cullen. Um, Henry Cavill was, like, in the running for this. A lot of people really wanted him. And then what they said is they got a call about a guy in London, a.k.a. Robert Pattinson. And this quote here says, I looked at a couple of pictures and I was like, I'm not sure. He had been fired from his last job. He was unemployed. He was in debt. So Robert Pattinson flew to L.A. on his own dime to read with Kristen Stewart. And I think that's really interesting because if you really know, I don't know, even a 101 level of what's going on with Twilight and Robert Pattinson... You'll know that he doesn't speak well of the film. He's like incredibly embarrassed by it. He's cringe. He is always shitting on Edward Cullen and how like fucking weird he is. So I find it really interesting that he's shitting on this job that basically he needed. He was unemployed. He was in debt. He was fired from the last job. So I don't know. I was, I was certainly surprised by that. Now, he was not initially going to be Edward Cullen, but... When he auditioned um, with Kristen Stewart at like the director's house, he was selected and they said, quote, Kristen was like, it's got to be Rob. She felt connected to him from the first moment, that electricity or love at first sight or whatever it is. He was given the part, but he had to make a promise, quote, you've got to realize that Kristen is 17 years old. She's underage. You've got to focus, dude, or you're going to be arrested. I made him swear on a stack of Bibles. Which I think that's just like a really weird quote to give as someone involved in the movie, especially after they started dating and things like that. I don't know if I was Robert Pattinson, I would be like, okay, like, don't, don't give someone a quote of how like, I was attracted to Kristen Stewart, and like, you're going to be arrested or something like that. Like the whole point of a scene reading is that you want to have chemistry in it. So I kind of feel like that's a shitty quote. Because if you're Robert Pattinson, you're screwed if you don't have chemistry, because then you don't get the part and you're in debt. But then if you do have chemistry, it's like, oh my god, he was being like, so creepy, you have to realize she's seven years old. It's like, okay, well then maybe you don't cast her if she's 17 years old. Anyway, that's just my thought. Okay, now I'm just going to go through a little bit. I was jotting down some notes like a real scientist when I watched Twilight. My notes on the movie before we get into the individual folks. 
Okay, so for my first takeaway from watching this was, here's the thing, you know, these vampires allegedly, <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying allegedly, like we know it's a fucking made up story, but they've been alive for hundreds of years in the movie and they bring up certain quirks that they have because of that. Like they um, listen to classical music, um, they read books from a different time period. The doctor is like the best, you know, doctor because he's had so much time to practice and Edward Cullen is like so smart because he just can't stop going back to high school. So he knows like every single thing that he can about AP chem and bio and everything like that. But I would also think that years and years and years on this planet would make you a little bit charismatic. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're leveling up in every single other level, I know that sometimes charisma is a God-given gift, but I just find it hard to believe that like Edward's you know, dick game and like flirting materials are so bad after he's had like hundreds of years to practice, you know, Andrew Tate would be rolling over in his grave. Also, they didn't go to therapy. Like Rosalie is like breaking glass everywhere. I'm like, I don't know if I had all the time and the money in the world, I'd be going to therapy. Another thing, I don't know why I was so hung about the plot holes, but... <laughs> Edward Cullen, one of the things that Bella notices about him, which makes her realize that he's a vampire, is that he speaks like he's from another time. You know, it's not that hard to pick up YOLO swag. I just don't understand, once again, why these vampires are, like, choosing to assimilate to certain parts of society, but then not to others. All right, this one might get me in trouble. I thought Rosalie was going to be hotter, okay? And this is nothing against Nikki Reed. She is a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. But that's the problem of casting people after you write a book. That's why I love the Uglies, Pretties special series by Scott Westerfield. But it would be so hard to ever make that, to bring that concept to life on the screen because they describe the pretties in the series book as literally perfectly symmetrical, perfect beings. Like you could only do it animated. And I remember reading the books and like, I don't know, they were just like, Rosalie is the hottest vampire you've ever laid eyes on. So it's not that Nikki Reed, here's the thing, it's like when you go to see a movie and someone tells you it was the most hilarious movie they've ever seen, you're not going to enjoy it as much because of the expectation. So Nikki Reed is gorgeous, but I don't know, I expected some sort of like Serena Vanderwoodson to be playing Rosalie from when I read the books. Okay, and then the last thing is, maybe I have to see the other movies, but everyone on TikTok is obsessed with Alice Cullen. They're like, I want to be an Alice Cullen. She was like manic pixie dream girl. And maybe she's like that in the other movies, but in this movie, she was just weird and flexible. I don't know if she exhibited any other traits other than being weird and flexible. But, you know, whatever. I'm an ENFP, and every quiz that I've ever taken is like, Alice Cullen is an ENFP. <laughs> Okay, other than that, it made me cringe every 10 seconds. I had to pause it at some times because it physically was painful. But, you know, it's a good cringe watch. Sometimes you like that. Okay, now we are getting into Kristen Stewart. So some info on her. She was born and raised in L.A., and both of her parents worked in the entertainment industry. She was the world's highest paid actress in 2012. I really was not expecting that. So in 2017, she stated that she's bisexual. Her quote on that was, you're not confused if you're bisexual. It's not confusing at all. For me, it's actually quite the opposite. And in 2019, she talked about the impact of her sexuality and talking about that on the success of her career, saying that she had been warned not to go public with her girlfriend 
so then that way she could be cast in mainstream roles. And if you listen to the episode I did with Kelly from Beyond the Blinds on queer female celebrities, you'll know that this is something that a lot of queer females here in Hollywood, for example, Harvey Weinstein telling Cara Delevingne that if she was going to come out, she had to say that she was bi, not gay, and she had to get a beard. Which just makes you think, once again, if Harvey Weinstein is saying that to Carl Delevingne, how many other people has he said that to in Hollywood? Okay, now there was also something on Wikipedia. God bless the personal life section of Wikipedia. Kristen Stewart suffers from equinia, you guys know I'm not going to pronounce it, something phobia. It's the fear of horses. So... (laughs) I don't know. All I know is that she definitely didn't see Daniel Radcliffe in that naky play that he did with the horse. But isn't that so funny? The fear of horses. Who would have thought? She was in a four-year relationship with her Twilight co-star Robert Pattinson, or was she? We'll be getting to that in The Blind Items. And what is most scandalous about their relationship is that while she was dating him, she was photographed in July 2012. That's the year she was, you know, the highest paid actress. With the director of the movie she was doing, Snow White and the Huntsman, Rupert Sanders, and those photos revealed an affair. I think he was 19 or 20 years older than her. The day that the photos were released, both of them issued public apologies. And as I'm sure you could guess, the public was just absolutely horrific to her. This happens all the time. There's such a different reaction when a woman cheats in a relationship versus a man and I think it's just because people expect men in Hollywood to like always be cheating or something like that but I wasn't even like big into Twilight or pop culture back in the day then and I was like okay she's getting a little bit of a rough deal and now that I'm older knowing how much older he was and here's the thing he was married and I just remember like the only pop culture news I got when I was that young age was basically when I would go to stop and shop and look at the magazine covers checking out and they were all like she is a homewrecker she is a homewrecker and it's funny because you would think that we've come so far since then right it is it was 10 years ago um but here's the thing like he's 20 years older he was the one who was married I'm pretty sure that most people online at least or most people that you would talk to if that happened today would think that you know he was abusing the power in whatever happened and he was at fault there but it's also something where like you know we've seen this happen with I don't want to talk about the Kardashians so I'll say Tristan and that whole situation, and who was blamed and who was talked about, Jordan Woods, not Tristan Thompson. So I just think, you know, we think that we've come a long way, but, like, have we really? Uh, she dated some other notable people from late 2016 to 2018. She was in a relationship with Stella Maxwell, and she was in has been in a relationship with screenwriter Dylan Meyer since 2019, and in November 2021, they got engaged. So let's head on over to some of her blind items. There's a shit ton on Kristen. I was not expecting this much on her. So there were a lot of blinds, and when there's a lot of blinds about the same topic, I really only just kind of read you one. There were a lot of blinds about her wanting to get an Oscar nomination and an Oscar win for Spencer, that movie she did where she was um, playing Princess Diana. So this blind says, This A-list mostly movie actress who used to be in a franchise suddenly cares about her nomination and is flooding inboxes of voters with photos taken this weekend at a different award show. Now, this is an interesting blind item. 
This three-named actress, Chloe Grace Moritz, is hooking up once again with this A-list actress who is an Oscar winner nominee and a serial cheater. Keep in mind, by the way, these blind items are from years ago whenever I read them. I think this was revealed in 2018, so this would be before she was in a relationship with Dylan. And um, there's a photo, too. So you can Google around for that photo. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz pops up in a lot of blind items as like a really messy individual. So I might have to do like a TikTok video on all of her blinds individually. Here's a fun one in terms of queer Hollywood. This foreign-born model slash fad actress, Cara Delevingne, says she partied this week with the A-list actress, Kristen Stewart, who used to be in that awful book series turned franchise, Twilight, and they ended up in bed together. I will say I've seen a lot of blind items about Kristen Stewart cheating and Cara Delevingne cheating, which leads us to our next blind item, saying this former child actress turned teen actress turned adult actress, Kristen Stewart, has her significant other so paranoid about cheating that the significant other never leaves the side of the actress. Speaking of somebody else that pops up messily in the blind items, here's one about Kristen Stewart and Rita Ora. It says, Our favorite foreign-born B-list actress slash singer secretly recorded herself having sex with this A-list actress. And NT is right. Rita Ora really is our favorite foreign-born B-list actress slash singer. I just love how she pops up in here. She's like, I don't know. She's like, where's Waldo if Waldo did cocaine? <laughs> Okay, this is a very lengthy blind item, um, so some parts of it might not make sense, but I'll try to plug in the names of where they're going. This is allegedly about Kristen Stewart and Dakota Fanning. The more I get to know of things that this almost A-list, mostly movie actress from a huge, no longer in existence franchise, the less I like of her. So Kristen Stewart has had experiences with the same sex several times, many times. She has no issues with it and moves from one sex to the other seamlessly. Does not mean she is sexual, she just has no problems having sex with men or women. Which is, it's really funny how the blind items will sometimes take like three sentences to say the word bisexual or pansexual. Anyway, one of her co-stars shares something with her that many of her other franchise co-stars did not. Yes, that is a clue. Her co-star is also an actress, probably B-list, mostly movies, Dakota Fanning. Several years ago, Dakota Fanning confided to Kristen Stewart that Dakota Fanning prefers women, or at least she thought she did. She had been on dates with boys, but it had primarily been just hand-holding and kissing, and she felt nothing for them. Her female friends, though, were another story. She lusted after them, but because of her age and the way that she had always marketed herself, she didn't think it was wise to get involved or even experiment with women until she met Kristen Stewart. The two began an affair that has lasted a few years. Only when Kristen Stewart wants it, though, which is only when she needs something from Dakota Fanning or needs some attention or just wants to fuck with her head. Kristen Stewart is good at that. That is a monthly occurrence. Dakota Fanning is in love with Kristen Stewart, and Kristen Stewart takes advantage of that, mostly just by using Dakota Fanning or getting her involved in sick jokes and pranks. One of the jokes was so bad that Dakota Fanning lost out on a very, very good part that ended up getting another person an Academy Award nomination for the role. So that was a bit of a tongue twister and a bit of a long one. Um, 
But yeah, it's very interesting. Just just the different blind items I've read on Kristen Stewart. And we're not going to do all of them today because a lot of them are pretty repetitive. So I'm just giving you like the cliff notes. There will be more though on the Substack. It's free, fluentlyfluor.substack.com. The newsletter that goes out every Friday and just gives some more blind items that didn't make it into the podcast. Okay, <laughs> the last blind item we'll do for Kristen Stewart before we get into the blinds of her and Robert, which says, this A-minus list mostly movie actress all of you know, who will probably never match the success she had in a franchise, has stepped up her smoking crack game. She does it almost daily now. That one I just have to... <laughs> one day I really want to ask Enti how he comes up with these like um, catchphrases and things like that. It's like poetry. Okay, now we're going to talk about Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. I'm going to do some of their blind items before we get into Robert Pattinson and focus on him. And I think the main question on everyone's mind is, was this couple PR? And it's funny because like... The blinds don't really point to one specific place. And maybe that's because I'm pulling blind items from a lot of different, you know, sources and things like that. Because some blind item sites will say that they're complete PR. Others will say that they're hooking up. Others will say it's a mix of, you know, whatever, whatever. Here's what I'll say. Obviously, I'm sure the studio was delighted that they liked each other. We know that, you know, the screen reading went really well. But when I think of a PR relationship, I do think of more of like, I don't know, just like press tour flirting, like photos out together, things like that. And it's just always seemed Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson for being, you know, as big as they are in Hollywood, they're not really fame hungry. You know what I mean? If anything, it kind of seems like Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson are very averse to paparazzi and publicity and fame and recognition in a way that you don't see a lot of other celebrities being like that. But with that being said, you know, let's read some of their blind items. So we'll start with one from Blind Gossip. And it says, some gossip magazines were reporting that this celebrity couple is obviously in love because they spent so much time together during his recent trip to LA. Ha. Huh. <laughs> Every time they go out, it's publicity related, except for one recent event when they went out for her birthday, not alone, but with a group of people because he doesn't like being alone with her. They celebrated at a restaurant. He is the one who chose the restaurant. Why did he choose that particular restaurant? Oh my God, take a shot every time this blind item says restaurant. Because he is looking to get into the bar slash restaurant business. But there's another shot. The restaurant he chose is owned by one of the people he is working with to make this happen. He did his photo op at the table. Then while the rest of the party was sinking their teeth into a cake, he was in a back room with the owner, sinking his teeth into the restaurant's operations and finances. That's right. For once, a night out with her wasn't strictly about publicity. It was about business. Although he is tied to her for now, this guy isn't about to let her rob him of opportunities to move forward with his life. But now we have a blind item here from NT and it says, don't believe this is from years ago. Don't believe the hype. This former on off screen franchise couple are not getting back together. Yes, they were at the same location recently, but didn't get closer than five feet to each other and didn't exchange any words. So hold off on the reuniting and the wedding. That's just not going to happen. So the phrasing in that blind item is saying that they're an on and off couple as in, you know, on the screen and off the screen. 
All right, here's another one from Blind Gossip. It says, this actor, Robert Pattinson, has been hanging out with a really bad crowd. His drug use has become more and more of a problem, and more and more people are talking about it. His handlers need a distraction. So, cue the ex-girlfriend. Shippers tend to think that people either love each other or hate each other, but it's rarely that black and white. It's more like a misty shade of gray. Oh my god. Fifty Shades of Grey. What did they know? (laughs) These two were friends before their messy faux relationship, and they are friendly now. Yes, they are hanging out together again, but they are neither dating or, quote, dating. They are simply distracting you from the drug rumors. It's working, too, isn't it? Fans aren't talking about his drug use. They're talking about romance. Bogus romance, still but romance. Oh, and don't let her surliness fool you. She absolutely jumped at the chance to do this and is loving the publicity. So that blind item is saying that they were friends, they had a fake relationship, and now they're friends now who queue up this relationship anytime they need publicity. Then you get whiplash. Here's a blind from NT in 2013. This former A-plus list couple, which that was Rob, what do they call him? Um, Kate, wait, Rob? Robin, Rob Stu, whatever the fuck, you know what I'm talking about. This former A-plus list couple hooked up last week. I thought they stopped talking forever, but apparently something melted. She is mostly single, but he is with someone serious in addition to all the other women he seems to go through on a weekly basis and the guys, of course, when he is drunk and can't help himself. So the next time I talk to Enti, I'm really going to have to dig into what's going on here because I have to admit, like, there was something about the two of them that just seemed like they were in love. But at the same time, you know, anytime a romantic couple on screen, especially for a franchise, gets together in real life and, you know, like everybody's talking about it, it just makes me a little bit suspicious. I love CBD and I like to use CBD in good times and bad times and in sickness and in health. And when I talk about using CBD, the main questions I get from people are, when do you use it and what do you use it for? There's kind of two main scenarios that I personally like to use CBD and my preferred method is gummies. One would be when I have too much coffee and nothing will take the jitters away, I pop a CBD gummy. And then the second will be at around 4 p.m. when I'm totally burnt out, but I still have an hour of work to do, I will take a CBD gummy and then just breeze through emails in a very blissed out state. The company that I like to use for CBD is called Next Evo Naturals. They have this technology called Smart Sorb Technology that improves CBD's ability to be absorbed. So it gets into your system in as little as 10 minutes because nobody has ever been stressed out and wanted to cure it in six hours. So if you wanna find out if CBD is right for you, you can try Next Evo Naturals. They have capsules, gummies, mints, and topical creams. And you can get 25% off your first order of $40 or more at nextevo.com with promo code FLUENTLY. That's 25% off at nextevo.com, promo code FLUENTLY. Okay, so let's dig in to Robert Pattinson, a little bit about his life. He actually started his career by playing Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter. He got his start in acting in a London theater club at age 15. Um, Then obviously, of course, he took off in the franchise. And then after he was in the Twilight franchise, he did a lot of independent films. 
But of course, recently he's been in Batman, so that's incredibly mainstream. And he was also in some like hot commercial. I'll post it on Instagram this week. He's like making out with someone in an elevator. And I feel like I've watched that clip of him and enjoyed it more than Batman and Twilight and <laughs> anything like that. He also plays music and he has sung on several soundtracks for film which we will be talking about later, his alleged girlfriend, Suki Waterhouse. She does singing too. So I always think that's interesting when people with the same like hobbies end up together. Um, he's always been notoriously reluctant to talk about his personal life. He's very open about how he has a distaste for the paparazzi industry, tabloid journalism. I'm so sorry. He's probably going to hate this podcast episode. Um, and in 2017, he opened up about suffering from anxiety, which began in his early years in the public eye. So he dated Kristen Stewart. He dated FK Twigs, who we did a little bit more of a deep dive on her and her relationship with Shia LaBeouf in our Shia LaBeouf episode. And he has been in a relationship with Suki Waterhouse, although I always want to say Suki. <laughs> Suki Waterhouse um, since around 2018. And apparently as of July 2020, they were both living in London. Now, some blind items say that they've broken up. We'll be getting into all of that. So let's head on in to the blind items about Robert Pattinson. Okay. They don't paint Suki Waterhouse in the best light. But I don't know. I just kind of feel for her. Maybe it's because she's got such great hair or maybe it's because, like, I'm also a little bit nuts. But here we go. The foreign-born celebrity girlfriend, Suki Waterhouse, of this foreign-born A-list mostly movie actor, Robert Pattinson, spends much of her day promoting her relationship with the actor online. She has multiple social media accounts and goes after stands of a former relationship, which would be him with Kristen Stewart. She also ensures paparazzi are around every time the couple steps out together. And I remember reading these blind items, you know, for a while about them. So I have looked up paparazzi photos of the two of them together, and I'll be posting them on Instagram this week. But I just do think, like, where, I don't know about you guys, but maybe it's because of social media, I don't really see paparazzi photos anymore. Like, sometimes I'll see them of Bella Hadid looking good on TikTok, but the typical paparazzi shots that would end up in, like, a People magazine or an Us magazine, I just don't see them that often because I think everyone's kind of moving away from those magazines and paparazzi shots. And I think we, you know, we all say, you know, fuck the paparazzi. But also you get to see pictures of people that they post themselves on social media. So I do wonder what it's about when celebrities are calling the paparazzi on themselves. You know, I'm like, why not just take a picture of you with Robert Pattinson and post it on Instagram? Who knows? All right, this was a little bit of a scandalous one about um, the Batman movie. It says, nothing happened while they were filming the movie, but during this press run, this foreign-born A-list mostly movie actor, Robert Pattinson, has been hooking up with his co-star, Zoe Kravitz, who's probably tired of being cheated on anyway with Channing Tatum. All right, we have another one here. And it says, the foreign-born A-list mostly movie actor, Robert Pattinson who has been in multiple movie franchises and is currently a superhero, was once in this space at the same time as a B-list actress, Annalyn McCord, who has a celebrity sister, Angel McCord. The actress, a longtime friend of the site, has been introducing the actor to different women she knows through DMs. It would seem as if the girlfriend, Suki Waterhouse, situation is well and truly over. And I know that there's been rumors for, I think, like a year of like, are they together? Have they broken up um, with Rob and Suki? And that blind item was in July of this year. So it's pretty recent. 
All right. Now, here's where I start to feel bad, allegedly, for Suki Waterhouse. We have two blinds. One says, this foreign-born A-list, mostly movie actor, is cheating on his thirsty girlfriend. And another one that says, this foreign-born A-list, mostly movie actor, superhero, was wasted and flirty last night. Certainly no thoughts given to the on-again, off-again girlfriend. Hmm. All right. Here's a blind item that makes me raise my eyebrows, but let's get into it. Speaking of almost network actors and actresses, this has nothing to do with them. It does, however, have to do with a foreign-born A-list mostly movie actor, Robert Pattinson, who filmed a franchise where those shows are filmed. His on-again, off-again girlfriend, Suki Waterhouse, who once bearded for an actor, Bradley Cooper, sent him a solo sex recording. He accidentally sent it to his entire contact list. And the only reason that makes me raise my eyebrows, accidentally sending something to your entire contact list, like, I don't especially in an iPhone, like, I don't really think that's possible. I think it's only possible on TV shows <laughs> on the CW network. That's where I've seen it happen before. But speaking of Suki Waterhouse and Bradley Cooper, which, like, maybe one day, huh, how could I do the two of those? Maybe one day I'll do an episode on, like, the most obvious PR relationships. That could be really fun. If you have not yet Googled Bradley Cooper, Suki Waterhouse, and Lolita head on over to Google and treat yourself to those images because they did like this stupid photo shoot in the park where like Suki Waterhouse is in overalls or something like a little kid and she's like laying on his lap and he is reading the book Lolita to her. And I just have so many questions. Like that was obviously a setup, but whose fucked up idea was it? And just like, just all of that stuff. All right, now this was interesting. There were some blind items. And once again, if there's multiple, I really just read one that kind of sums it up. There were a lot about Robert Pattinson and Katy Perry H. Ewing, which is, that's how I say hooking up. This foreign-born A-list mostly movie actor who used to have a franchise couldn't handle the level of partying this A-list singer does, Katy Perry. He is pretty much just a drinker, so the coke use was over the top. She would probably be better off with her other foreign-born A-list mostly movie actor ex, Orlando Bloom, and they did end up getting back together. That was a blind item from 2018. All right, this one, this one just tickles my funny bone. So when, you know, we remember hearing about how when Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart were dating, the affair that happened, this is a blind item about that and Cameron Diaz. It says, this A-list all-movie actress at the time, Cameron Diaz, took matters into her own hands, so to speak, when this A-list all-movie actor with A++ name recognition... Robert Pattinson, showed up at the same party. She felt bad, so Cameron Diaz felt bad about the way he has been treated lately, so she sat down next to him. And while whispering in his ear, gave him a few squeezes in his nether regions to let him know that she was available whenever he wanted and that she would make him forget all about Kristen. She has been a totally different person over the past year. She was also feeling really good at the party. <laughs> I have to say, if Cameron Diaz sat next to me and gave me a few squeezes in my nether regions, I would probably be like, let's do it. There were a few blind items about Robert Pattinson hating the director of the Batman movie, Matt Reeves, just saying the foreign-born A-minus, mostly movie actor, has taken to having sick days on the set of his new movie, which could make him an A-plus lister. He hates the director. There were probably like four blind items like that. This was an interesting one, throwback to the Harry Potter episode. Don't believe the hype. As much as her publicists are trying to make it happen, these two once long ago co-stars who are both A-list and foreign-born, 
Emma Watson and Robert Pattinson, are not dating. She is totally not his type. She has never played the PR game before, but that career is going downhill fast. And if you listened to the Harry Potter episode we did, you'll know that Emma Watson typically is dating, I don't know, like these tech guys, these businessmen, not really celebrities. But from a PR standpoint, if Robert Pattinson and Emma Watson got together, would you love it? Would you hate it? Let me know. I like my dream job would be just pairing up celebrities and trying to get them to be in PR relationships. I think it would be so fun. All right. And here we go. (laughs) This is a blind item and it's associated with um, an article, which the headline of it reads, Robert Pattinson thinks Twilight was a quote, weird story and can't believe it blew up the way it did. And the blind item says some other cast members who rely on conventions and signings to make a living are not thrilled that the foreign born A minus list, mostly movie actor trashed the franchise that made him a star. And yeah, I kind of have to say, you know, embrace the cringe, right? Like, it's pretty cringe. I don't know if someone from work, like, went all the way through my TikTok and it's me, like, doing the savage dance (laughs) or trying to in my parents' bathroom during COVID and what, like, the TikTok I did about pubes that got me banned and stuff like that. Sometimes you do cringe stuff, but if a cool opportunity comes out of it, that's just part of your story and, like, it is what it is. So I don't know. I think it's a little bit... I'm not nuts about Robert Pattinson totally shitting on something that like made him who he is today. Although I will say when I watch the movie, it's super cringe, but I would be on the side of his other cast members, especially as we start talking about Ashley Green and things like that. Like there are some people who really just have this franchise and I don't know, what, what's that phrase? Don't yuck someone's yum. Come on, come on, Rob Pats. All right, up next is Taylor Lautner. Some information about him before we dig into the blinds. He was raised as a Roman Catholic, and he has stated that he has distant Native American ancestry through his mother, which I think is really cool. And I wonder if they knew about that before he was cast as Jacob Jacob Black, I think, because I know that in Twilight, all of the werewolves, right, are reservation they're native american and they talk a lot too or at least in the first movie i haven't seen the other ones about native american lore about the vampires and just like people who came to forks and things like that so it's really woven into twilight and i wonder if they knew that about taylor lautner he is very skilled like physically he took his first karate class at the age of six i think we all remember the snl skit or maybe i I know i certainly do this was when he was quote unquote dating taylor swift like yeah right and they had him do a monologue at the beginning of snl when he was hosting where he like fought kanye west after he had taken the mic from taylor swift and he did all of these karate moves and he like did this kick where he knocked the head off of like a fake kanye west dummy i remember when i was a kid and i watched that i was like okay like prince charming behavior that's like incredible Now, he was really known as this big sex symbol, and not really in the first movie, okay? Like, the first movie, he was not a super big sex symbol. He wasn't, you didn't even know he was a werewolf in the first movie. But then, as the franchise goes on, he got yacked. He just got, like, super, super big and jacked, and there was always these memes how, like, he had his shirt off all the time. Like, everyone just wanted Taylor Lautner to have his shirt off. And, you know, people are talking about it now. I don't think they were back in the day. Isn't it just crazy how much everything has changed in the way that we speak about celebrities and people in the last, I don't know, like eight years? But 
he was basically put on all of these like magazine covers. He was on like a GQ cover being referred to as a sex symbol, but he was 17 at the time. And, you know, some people were talking about it, but I don't think enough people were talking about it. How like if just because someone's a man, if they're 17, you can't say that they're a sex symbol. You shouldn't be referring to that at all. Um, and I think that he's opened up and been pretty honest about how this really affected him, right? Like it's got to be weird for any female or male or whoever to be referred to as a sex symbol. And that's like your narrative. It must just be weird to walk around with that. So he still practices and trains in martial arts regularly. He has stated that he is drug and alcohol free. Um, relationships, we know Taylor Swift. He did that movie Abduction with Lily Collins, which I haven't seen the movie, but I know that they kiss on a train because I think there was a time when I was like too scared to look up porn and I would go into YouTube and be like kissing. <laughs> so I watched that scene of them. Let me know if the movie's good. Maybe I'll watch it. Anyway, since 2018, he has been publicly dating Taylor Dome, a nurse, and they announced um, on Instagram that they were engaged in November of 2021. So now let's get into his blinds. All right, so let's just get into some of the blind items for Taylor Lautner. <laughs> All right, one called Strange Hookups. This closeted former A-list mostly movie actor who got his start in a franchise and this mostly in the closet foreign-born A-list singer hooked up. Now, people think that that's Taylor Lautner and um, Harry Styles. They think that it could be someone else other than Taylor Lautner, though, because I don't know if Taylor Lautner's ever been A-list, even though, you know, he was, in fact, in a franchise. But I think it came up because that's what a lot of Taylor Lautner blind items kind of sound like. Now, here's an interesting one that involves two different Twilight members. It says, this closeted actor, Taylor Lautner, became famous in the movies based on poorly written books. Much like another closeted actor, Kellen Lutz, from the same franchise, he too was given the chance at a movie lead, The Legend of Hercules, and it bombed horribly. Now he does hosting and makes a decent living. He is also publicly dating a guy, but he doesn't acknowledge it. We have another one saying, this closeted former... A-list mostly movie actor who got his own shot at headlining a movie, has been isolating with his boyfriend and is leaning towards finally coming out when this is all over and he can get some type of tabloid cover. Now, once again, people thought that was about Taylor Lautner, but I don't know. I just keep getting hung up on the A-list thing. And also, um, his current fiance, they've been together since 2018. So that one I'm just, you know, I'm going back and forth on. All right, this is one from 2016 that says, this former franchise actor is getting another shot at a lead. He doesn't want to do the beard route, though. So his female publicist just calls the paparazzi when she knows she will be out with him and gets the paparazzi to take those photos so it looks like he has a girlfriend. Which, if that's true, I have to say, that's nice. Way to go, female publicist. That's what, I mean, that's what you're supposed to be doing. That's going above and beyond for the job. All right, and the last one here, because like I said, if a, if a lot of these are similar, we're not going to read, you know, 20 of the same one. But the last one here says, this closeted former vampire franchise actor turned failed actor, whatever, is currently being wooed by this A-plus list director, Brian Singer, to star in his very own movie again. The catch he has to support the A-plus list actor when the shit hits the fan, which it will, when his Harvey-type stories start pouring out like a waterfall. And I feel like, you know, people do know what's happening with Brian Singer, 
but he never really got the Harvey Weinstein treatment. And uh, let me just say, like, <laughs> there are so many allegations about Brian Singer. And I've even talked to a few of you guys in the DMs who know young men who have hooked up with Brian Singer. And it's just like, these aren't even allegations. Like, this is true. And Brian Singer, I mean, you know, there are some articles about it, but I just feel like he hasn't been fully ousted from Hollywood in the way that he absolutely fucking deserves to be. All right, up next, Ashley Green. Ashley Green, I thought that she was going to be bigger than she was when I started looking into her. And maybe that's because everyone's just like so into Alice Cullen. But her Wikipedia page is shorter than a carrot <laughs> or a raisin. I don't know. It's incredibly short. And I think she would be one of the people upset with Robert Pattinson talking shit about Twilight because she really only has Twilight on her resume. Do you know what I mean? So there's a few blind items about her. A lot of them were in the Megan Fox, Michael Bay episode that we did. So you can head over to that. But just to sum it up, there's a lot of blind items about her hitting on Michael Bay to try to get roles. You know, blah, blah, blah. This B-list actress who reached her peak in a book-based franchise in keeping with the Coke-based theme once destroyed her apartment in a freebasing fire was hitting hard on the coked-out director from the first blind. And, you know, I won't reread all of the Michael Bay blinds, but the blind items paint this picture that apparently Ashley Green was really trying to have Michael Bay give her a role in movies, and Michael Bay was just an absolute dick to her and would kind of, like, lead her on but then say that she wasn't hot enough to be in his movies and just treat her like dog shit. Here's another blind item. This one hit wonder was for a movie you all know, even if you haven't seen it. She was not a lead, but all of her fame came from the movie, which was a franchise. She uses her fame to charge higher rates for yachting and has been known to roll married men she sleeps with. And I know that I'm not cool because I don't know what rolling a married man means. Okay, I looked it up. It's Robin. <laughs> a little bit of a Cardi B situation over there. Okay, this one's long. And it's badass. It says, a little after Christmas, the second in charge of a smaller size production company was admitted to the hospital for a night after being rushed to an emergency room. The symptoms? He was violently throwing up and unable to stop. He said that he had been cramping and sweating and felt like he was going to die. For 24 hours, he was giving fluids and watched and released. Two days later, the head of the same company was treated at the same emergency room for the same symptoms. His were worse, and it required almost two days in the hospital before he was released. Over the past few months, there have been a handful of other producers and directors who have suffered the same symptoms to varying degrees, most required hospitalization. Because the first two knew each other, they quickly figured out what sent them to the hospital. A month later, they heard a story which had turned out to be true about another guy with the same symptoms and asked him if he had met with anyone recently. They gave the name. The name kind of spread around a bit and others came forward. One of those people gave me the name and I went asking her, are we good friends? No. Are we friends? No. Can we get along? Of course. It took me many days of asking her about it before she would talk. This is allegedly Ashley Green. When she finally did talk, she talked a lot. Apparently, a few years ago, she had a roommate. That roommate bailed on Hollywood, and the two didn't really keep in touch. It turns out that the roommate left town because she was raped by the two guys from that production studio. They would probably categorize it as consensual casting couch type sex, but it was rape. Our actress, when she found out, was livid. She knew the two guys, and they had tried to force her to have sex a few years earlier. 
She decided to make them pay. She got some kind of medicine for dogs, and at a holiday party for an agency where they were all in attendance, she got the first guy with the drops. Two nights later, at another holiday party, she got the head of the production company. Apparently, she didn't even hear that they went to the hospital. She knew another guy because he called her asking if she had become sick after they shared a meal together. No one else called her or told her anything. Until about the end of March when she ran out of the drops, she had been getting her revenge on guys that abused her or casting couched her or tried to rape and assault her. So, oh, it also says at the end here too, she said that if she had more of this stuff, she has a dozen other names of guys that she personally has grudges with, and if she asked around, it would probably be hundreds, if not thousands, that her friends know. So I love that. Way to go, Ashley Green. Very promising young woman situation. I think that blind is incredible, absolutely incredible. This is a blind item from NT. This former Twilight actress was yelling at a paparazzi on the phone inside a grocery store yesterday. Apparently, he didn't show up on time, so she was wandering around the grocery store just waiting and waiting. He finally showed up, and she walked out for her photo to be taken, and this town makes me shake my head every day. Uh, here is another blind item from the iHeartRadio Music Awards. More than a couple people asked why this B-list, mostly movie actress who only gets that high because of that franchise she did years ago even got invited. She has nothing booked and barely scrapes by as an influencer. In her defense, she is much nicer than she used to be when she was doing a lot of drugs. And I don't know, but there's just something about Ashley Green that, like, makes me want to root for her, you know? Okay, and the last blind item is about her and Zach Braff. It says this B-list, mostly movie actress, is clinging to B-list fame. She didn't even bother bringing her boyfriend to a recent premiere because she knew the actor slash director of the movie would end up wanting to hook up with her like he did when they were filming. There are so many rotten little Zach Braff blind items. One day we're going to have to do the Scrubs episode because I just like, I need to dig into them. All right, up next we have Nikki Reed. So Nikki has said in numerous interviews that her early home life was complicated. Her parents divorced when she was two and she was raised by her mother. When she was 14, she moved out of her mom's house and she started living on her own in different apartments in the LA area. She was briefly married to Paul McDonald for a bit. They ended up marrying in 2011, and then their divorce was finalized in 2015. She was dating Ian Summerhalder in mid-2014. Then they got engaged the next year, and in 2017, they were pregnant with their first child. And then, what else? Oh, she is close friends with a lot of Twilight co-stars, and the actress from Spy Kids, Alexa Vega was her matron of honor at her first wedding. Now, a lot of the blind items are about her and Ian Summerhalder, so I will be saving those for a Vampire Diaries episode coming up. But there were a lot of blind items, which I never really like reading blind items about like women on set being like difficult or something like that. Because I'm just like, it's messed up. Like you never hear of any men being difficult on set. But whatever, let's read the blind item. This former A-list actress who is a not so much a jinx as someone who brings productions to a halt is spreading rumors about a former co-star trying to get them to take the blame for at least one hit show ceasing production. And there was another blind item. This is about the show Sleepy Hollow. After crashing and burning an entire network show to the ground with her behind-the-scenes thirst maneuvers, this former B-plus-less actress who was in a huge franchise cannot get work. None. It has been almost three years, and she is just now getting some solo red carpet invitations. She ruined her career in glorious fashion. 
Here's one too. These two Twilight co-stars are married and cheating on their respective spouses with each other. And that's Nikki Reed and Jackson Rathbone. Okay, up next we are doing Kellen Lutz. His blind items are kind of similar to Taylor Lautner's. Um, Let's start off. I think this former B-plus list mostly movie actor turned sometimes television host wannabe headlining movie actor again expected more publicity from marrying his beard than he did. Another one that says, what C-list mostly movie actor who was B-list when he was co-starring in that franchise based on a book series stepped out with his boyfriend for the first time? This is from years ago. He referred to him as his, quote, manager. And it is interesting because in the stories I've heard about people who are bearding in Hollywood, their partner is typically their manager, their PR agent, their makeup artist, you know, like someone who would be in their entourage with them all the time. Now, here's one that makes me raise my eyebrows. It's about the same uh, alleged beard of Kellen saying this twilight actor has gone through a string of women to convince you he is straight but at a party the other night he let loose with another guy they stripped each other down to almost nothing for some dancing and were making out and groping while doing shots so who knows but I would just think that if you're bearding you wouldn't be doing that like at a club where everyone could see it who knows who knows all right and this one Anna Lynn McCord it's funny how she popped up with Robert Pattinson and with Kellen Lutz uh, so, very drunk the other night, this former B-plus list, mostly t TV actress who is a regular in this space, Anna Lynn McCord, was talking about one of her exes, Kellen. She says that they never had sex despite being together for a long time. Apparently, no matter how hard she tried and no matter how many props she used, it was a no-go for them. <laughs> All right, and the last two folks we will be covering are the vampire parents. The first one is Elizabeth Reeser. We have like a kindness blind from her from NT. So she was in Twilight. She was in Mad Men. And she said, blah, 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 that this is about a movie she did. And one of the actors in the movie had cancer. The actor did not have enough credits or income to get the good as like SAG insurance. So our actress called in a bunch of favors and got the guy cast in 10 projects over the course of three weeks so he could qualify for the best level of insurance. A small thing, but very nice. And this was an interesting one with Nikki Reed and Elizabeth Reeser. And it says, it's from Buzz Photo. It says, these two stars went out on a shopping trip and were photographed recently. Both carried drinks and shopping bags and looked like they were having a great time. Apparently, one of them was having a really good time. Our source said that they saw the star crushing up several little white pills and mixing it in her drink before heading out to be snapped by the pops. Paps. And that's Nikki Reed and Elizabeth Reeser. Okay, lastly, we have Peter Facinelli. He played um, Carlisle, the hot doctor in Twilight. And apparently he's just been like really shitty. Just like really shitty. It says, this back in the day supposed next big star had a role in a franchise, had a nice run on a TV show, cheated on his actress wife, so he dumped her for a younger version who dumped him when she realized that anyone was better. Another blind item was talking about him, and it says he has a problem with stalking his actress ex-girlfriend, who he remains ticked off at because he left his wife for the actress. He also blames the actress for the lack of work he was getting, which is just like, oh my god. You leave your wife for someone, and then you're like, it's your fault like that you didn't, you know, blah, blah, that all of this happened. I just always think whenever something happens in a married situation with like a philandering husband I just always blame the husband like a hundred percent so I think that's nasty 
Okay, this was an interesting one about Kate Hudson and Peter Facinelli. It didn't take very long for these two to latch on to each other. You know the A-list, mostly movie actress who likes to pretend she is dating the former tweener, and that's Kate Hudson with Nick Jonas. This was like a back-in-the-day blind. Yeah, well, after a couple lines of coke the other night, she hooked up with the newly single serial cheater B-list, mostly TV actor, who just got out of a long-term relationship. The two deserve each other. And that makes me interested to dig into Kate Hudson's blind items and see what's going on there. Now, the only person who was really in the first movie that we didn't cover is Billy Burke, who plays Charlie, Bella's dad. And trust me, I tried to look up blind items on him, and there really wasn't anything. So... There we go. So thank you for listening to this one. You know, maybe one day we will do an episode on the Volturi and all of those like <laughs> evil vampires. I just don't know if I can stomach watching the movie, but it's just interesting. I think what's really interesting is how this franchise was so huge, but the only people to really come out of it were Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. And I think some of that is purposeful, you know, like it, it kind of feels to me like Taylor Lautner didn't have a good experience with having to always be the sex symbol after he was kind of typecast that way in Twilight. But then it also seems like for some people, right, like Nikki Reed and Ashley Green, just trying to get roles, trying to get roles and not being able to make it happen. So let me know what you've heard about any of these folks. And also just let me know where does the twi hard Twilight obsession come from because I personally can't really understand it myself but the fact that 50 shades of gray sprung out of this the fact that you know there's still conventions going on the fact that I'm still seeing fan edits on TikTok and like I don't even follow anything about the movie it just makes me a little bit curious of like uh what got people so interested in this franchise and how was it able to basically be I don't know the top selling DVD of the year back in the day and everything like that. So thank you so much for hanging out with me this week. As always, you can head on over to fluentlyforward.substack.com. We will be doing more blind items about this show. What kind of ones did I leave out here? You know what? There's some about Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson, and we'll be doing a little bit of polls up on Instagram this week too. Do you think they were PR? Do you think that they weren't? It's confusing how each different blind item website talks about it in a different way. So, you know, let's try to figure out what's going on. Thank you as always for listening and I will see you next week for another episode of Fluently Forward. Bye guys. Okay.